today we're going to finish session 28. This is the Law of One, received February 22, 1981. The re version. Uh, you'll notice that this Law of One.info page format has changed. It was fine before, but uh, he changed it. Now the categories for show, the, the options of show categories or what version is on the bottom of the page and when you click it, it goes back you have to go to the bottom of the page to go to show categories and you have to go to the bottom of the page to get to which version in this case re-listened and each time you click on them it goes to the top of the page and if you're going to do both of them you got to go bottom top bottom top that's called an improvement but uh, this is the way people are they make things they they change things because they're dissatisfied uh, and don't realize that maybe it was just fine already. Anyway, that's another thing. Uh, we're in deep uh, with the discussion of cosmology, physics, the transit from infinity to finity, the uh, original mind of the one infinite creator or the mind that intended let there be light. Uh, the source of light is the one infinite creator, intelligent infinity. The shaping of light is done by the logoi, the logoses, which uh, we may visualize as central spiritual suns or galactic centers, uh, as solar beings or suns with stars, um, each of which is associated with one octave or multiple octaves. And this has some interface with the physics of Dewey Larson, who understood something about the rotation of light and how light uh, quanta become dimensions or densities, same. And uh, this uh, is the continuation of session 27, deep questioning by Don, who was a physicist and therefore well prepared for this kind of discussion, uh, looking at cosmogenesis. It's cosmology, it's also cosmogenesis the genesis of the cosmos or creation how it is that creation came to be or came to be as it is now uh, the purposes and the methods and the means and the a linear sequence although it really is timeless because the idea is that uh, the experience of time or cyclicity like the giant heartbeat of the creation or the the breath of Brahma, the breath of God, the exhalation, inhalation, cycling, like the heartbeat, uh, systole, diastole, contraction, dilation, or contraction, expansion, uh, the universe pulsing, uh, is by design. That's a core understanding of metaphysics. So we'll pick up <clears throat> with 28, uh, 28, 13, uh, previous to 2813, it just, you know, there's many, many points here that, um, let's just do a little review, very little, little. Um, Ross said, the planetary logo, 288, uh, Don was asking about the planet we're on now and how much of the creation was created by the same logos, uh, which is a really a sub-logos because the galactic center can be called Logos, the uh, suns may be called sub-Logos, the higher self, Atman, sixth density, may be called sub-sub-Logos. Ra has talked about that. So, but the word Logos is used uh, loosely here. Ra said that this planetary Logos, meaning the one that created Earth, is a strong Logos, creating approximately 250 billion of your star systems for its creation, the laws or physical ways of this creation will remain therefore constant. Now, that's a very interesting point, uh, which I probably didn't elaborate enough last time, which is that uh, when we're looking at the sun, and we say that's the planetary, that's the solar logos of this solar system, which is an octave of seven dimensions, uh, that being is... Um, it seems to be the being that uh, is no different than the being that created the uh, Milky Way galaxy. Uh, and so the uh, 
the progression through seven densities is very similar in uh, 250 billion star systems. Now, does that mean that in third density, all the beings have um, the five-fold um, physiognomy or five-fold morphology, two legs, two arms, and a head, uh, which can be related to the five central chakras between uh, two, three, four, five, six, of course. Uh, does that mean that all beings in all those systems have that, uh, you know, five-fold morphology in their 3D form? Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, but there are essential elements uh, of beings and progression through densities for souls and the laws of the octave in each of the octaves of 250 billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy. And so people have goofy talk and say, oh, when I'm, uh, let's go to another galaxy. Uh, well, you don't have to go to another galaxy. Why don't you try exploring what's in this galaxy? But the laws may be quite similar. And um, evolution is evolution, and third and fourth density is third and fourth density, where the progression is through, you know, self-consciousness to moral polarity and uh, moving out of the veil into fourth density, positive or negative. Uh, the universe has more commonality in its laws than we imagine, even though the morphology and the ET bodies look quite different. And so this is where ufology, ufology, as always, is quite immature, as usual, uh, making a big deal out of the different uh, body shape morphologies of the ET groups that uh, may have appeared in ships or have um, some association with Earth. The body differences matter nothing, really. It's the consciousness distinction that is uh, key. And frankly, they're either positive or negative. <laughs> and because they're all higher dimensional, that's positive or negative. And uh, what's key ultimately is, um, you know, uh, knowing our path. Now, human governments that interface with UFOs and ETs, whatever, like Men in Black movie, uh, you know, human government has low consciousness, so they don't know really about metaphysics and moral polarity clearly um, or about spiritual path <clears throat> which means they're ripe for the plucking from Orion uh, but we can see just generally that um, the laws of the octave of this octave that associate that are associated with billions and billions of stars 250 billion right it's a lot 250 billion stars all manifesting this octave akin to the octave we're living in now where higher beings are positive or negative that's all of their graded levels four five or six or beyond uh, there is a commonality to creation beyond what we imagine and um, that's interesting and important to know so Don clarifies and says then what you're saying is that the lenticular star system which we call a galaxy that we find ourselves in with approximately 250 billion other stars like our own was created by a single logos yes it's correct that's called galactic uh, the galactic logos and don pushes it on now since there are many individualized portions of consciousness meaning stars with octaves and planets in this lenticular galaxy milky way did this Logos then subdivide into more or make more individualization of consciousness to create these consciousness or to divide into these consciousness, consciousnesses, meaning uh, all the stars of this galaxy, like in other galaxies, I assume, are born of galactic center, obviously. Galactic center may be called the central spiritual sun, may be called galactic logos or the, the first logos. If we say that the solar orbs are representative of solar logos, solar logoi, or sublogos, um, Ross says that you're perceptive, this is correct, this is also correct, although an apparent paradox doesn't look like a paradox to me, but uh, central spiritual sun, galactic logos, subdivides or emanates, as uh, Tibetan Buddhists understand about emanation bodies, 
from an enlightened being like higher self emanates mind body spirit complex transmits emits projects uh transport transmits from its being the energetic form and consciousness of mind body spirit complex likewise galactic logos emits or emanates from its uh heart mind its infinity um the manifestation of solar logoi which could be called sub sub logos which give birth to solar systems uh can you tell me what you meant by an apparent paradox because again it doesn't seem to a paradox to me 2811 Ra explains it would seem that if one logos creates the intelligent energy ways these are the laws for a large system meaning the milky way galaxy there would not be the necessity or possibility of the further sub logos differentiation ie into stars and planets however within limits this is precisely the case and it's perceptive that this has been seen so don picked it up on the fly and uh, is perceptive and uh you can see that you know sixth density um it's not infinity okay and uh, as we've seen again and again uh don in some ways saw something that raw thought that would be hard to see raw considered uh it perceptive that don would see that there was further individualization or individuation differentiation of galactic logos into solar what we call solar logos solar systems planets uh raw's view is that it would seem that a single creator creating the laws of a galactic what we call a galaxy wouldn't need to or wouldn't have possibility of further differentiation why why <laughs> why not but it's their bias this is their love over wisdom bias while don is wisdom over love you see so even a sixth density group uh while don is you know in 3d under the veil the 60 group without a veil love over wisdom may not know some things or may think something odd that even a 3d soul or 3d 60 wander don i think in 3d physical under the veil sees as um reasonable right for don being i think wisdom over love um he could see you know it's reasonable for um of differentiation of the galactic logos for ra that seems maybe a little strange meaning um it would ra seems you know for ra it would seem like a paradox to me it doesn't seem like a paradox the don it doesn't seem like a paradox to ra it seems like a paradox though they know it's not so that's very interesting you know uh those of love over wisdom do need those of wisdom over love and likewise vice versa uh so what's strange to one person isn't strange to another uh we need uh we need dialogue <laughs> it helps so then after carla coughed 2813 um don goes further do all this is a long question do all of the individualized and here's the new material for today 2813 don's question do all of the individualized portions of the logos dot 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 the lenticular galaxy we're in milky way 250 billion suns or stars that i call the major galaxy do all the consciousness in the individualized form here's a crazy really bad halting question does all the consciousness in this individualized form that goes into what we're calling the major galaxy start out and go through all the densities in order 1 through 7 or 8 and this is or is there shall i say some who start higher up the rank so there's always a mixture of intelligent consciousness in the galaxy and this is an important question phrased poorly because it's hard to phrase uh which is in the initial manifestation of light uh of a galaxy galactic center gives birth to billions of stars which are of the same infinity uh being uh as galactic center although somewhat more differentiated too uh, what about higher self what about the beings what about you know uh, dogs and cats 
What about uh, first, second, and up through eighth density beings? What about beings uh, that we may call souls or entities on a path of soul evolution through densities one through seven when the original octave or octaves are created? Um, how do we get population? Populating of souls, of beings from top down? Or do some go from bottom up, meaning first density to eight? Or do we have some implanted from eight to one or what? Ra explains that um, the latter is more nearly correct. The latter um, meaning um, that there's sort of a descent. Uh, there's a population descent or a populating of souls, creation of souls from the top down. Ross said, the latter is more nearly correct. In each beginning, there is the beginning from infinite strength. That's, that, is the first, uh, that is the quality of infinite free will or will that, that interplayed with infinite love that gave rise to life. So, and Ross said, you know, in, there's only one frequency, the frequency that gave birth to the seven frequencies and octaves, but really that's not a frequency, it's a strength. This infinite strength is basically the quality of infinite power or will, uh, omnipotence, that is uh, of the nature of infinity. So in each beginning, there's the beginning from infinite strength. Free will acts as a catalyst. Free will is infinite strength, and it's a catalyst. Beings begin to form the universes from the top down. Uh, and so that's not explained fully. Consciousness then begins to have the potential to experience. Uh, an experience of consciousness is intrinsically dualistic. The potentials of experience, the laws, are created as a part of intelligent energy and are fixed before experience begins. So the laws of the octaves are fixed before the population of beings in the densities uh, which manifest consciousness with potential for experience and soul evolution. However, there is always, due to free will acting infinitely upon the creation, a great variation in initial responses to intelligent energy's potential, meaning the manifestation of octaves and laws. Thus, almost immediately, the foundations of the hierarchical nature of beings begins to manifest as some portions of hierarchical nature means beings of seven dimensions and seven dimensions in multiple octaves. The hierarchical nature of beings begins to manifest as some portions of consciousness or awareness learn through experience in a much more efficient manner, meaning uh, there is more rapid progression through densities of some portions of consciousness that have been split off into apparently individuated beings uh, moving up, apparently up through the densities. So there is, from the level of solar logos, the manifestation of Atman, which is sub-sub-logos, sixth density, the sub-sub-logos, Atman, higher self, is actually a little sun. It's a personal sun, a personal solar being. Atman is our personal or a personal solar being. Not quite uh, of the magnitude obviously, of a solar logos, but of the same substance. And that's the uh, essence of intelligent energy, which comes through six chakra or links six chakra, which is the other side of the bridge, uh, whose other, you know, one side of the bridge in manifestation in the octaves, whose other side is intelligent infinity in eighth density. So we may say, we may posit, conceptualize a bridge from eighth density to sixth density, uh, in 8th density, we have infinity and intelligent infinity, the one infinite creator, um, before any vibration, before polarity, before individuation, uh, before any limitation or finity whatsoever. And then on the other end of the bridge, we have it emerging as intelligent energy, the Logos, uh, which is associated with the manifestation of Atman, higher self. So, um, 
the progression then of beings at lower levels up to higher self and beyond uh, goes uh, depending on the nature of the use of catalysts. Some beings evolve fast and some slow. And so this hierarchical nature of beings manifests basically because of uh, differing use of catalysts. Some portions of consciousness or awareness learning through experience more or less efficiently. Uh, there are some holes in this cosmology, I understand, but um, meaning the population of beings at seven dimensional levels or seven densities levels. How exactly does that happen? But in general, it is seeded from above. You know, so which came first, the chicken or the egg? Actually, uh, the thought of the chicken, the the uh, the the the. the um, mm, the form manifestation of chicken came before the egg and then they manifested the egg <laughs> so the egg is the first manifestation in the physical world but its source was a chicken in the thought worlds or in uh born of intelligent energy so is there any reason, Don goes on and asks good questions, is there any reason for some portions being much more efficient in learning? Ra says, is there any reason for some to learn more quickly than others? <laughs> Rhetorical response, look if you wish to the function of the will. The, shall we say, attraction to the upward spiraling line of light. And so uh, the right use of will, the efficient use of will, the uh, direction, the careful direction of will is is job number one in terms of uh, soul evolution. Uh, yes, love and wisdom are key. Yes, balance of them is key. Getting to that balance is, is the result of the careful direction of will. And that's what determines uh, how quickly beings evolve and it's, it's really a question of how much they attract, how much they love the light. Like my friends, the moths. How much do you love the light? If you really love the light, you'll, you'll flip and uh, hover and uh, go straight to the light. That's uh, a direction of will. Ross said also, the strength of the inner light um, basically is a function of, the, uh, of our seeking of that light. The, the strength of the inner light is the result of the strength of our seeking of that light. So seek and you'll find, obviously, for sure. And uh, if you seek strongly, you will find quickly and deeply if you remain balanced. And that's really about attraction, the law of attraction. 28.15, Don goes on. Now, as the major galaxy is created, like Milky Way as example, I'm assuming, and I'm assuming all of its densities, there are eight densities created when the major galaxy is created is a correct, meaning is an octave created with a galaxy. Process is basically correct. However, it's well to perceive that the eighth density functions also as the beginning density or first density in its later stages of the next octave of densities. And this, uh, you know, there's seven densities and in this octave or in any octave then there's higher octaves with seven densities also eight what we call eight is first density in the next octave obviously this is actually very very esoteric because why in the world are seven densities called an octave an octave is eight oct october why is uh, why is octave called eight uh, October is not uh, the eighth month, but oct, like an octopus, right? He has eight pusses, sorry. It means he has eight, uh, you know, appendages, octo, octogram, octagon. Why is seven called eight? Because the eight is included in the seven. Uh, the seven is an eight. How can that be? Um, because the seven is the eight. The unified seven is is eight. <laughs> That's too weird, but it seems to be true that this octave itself is the first dimension of the next octave. This octave, what we call an octave of seven densities, 
are really seven subplanes of the first octave. Uh, I'm sorry, of the first density in the next octave. This seven-dimensional octave is the seven subplanes of the first next octave. And further and further. Therefore, our seven subplanes, here I'll blow your mind, this seven, our seven densities being the seven subplanes of the first next octave is actually seven sub subplanes of the first subplane of the first dimension of the third octave, the next next octave, and so on and so on. That's actually, I think, why 7 is called 8. Because uh, the 7 represents uh, 1 within um, the scheme of another 7. Anyway, it's very weird. But I think that that's the case. Don goes on, are you saying then that... Uh, there are an infinite number of octaves of densities 1 through 8. And Ross says, we wish to establish that we are... Ross says, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Don't don't say that we're more advanced than, than we are. Ross says, we wish to establish that we are truly humble messengers of the law of one. We can speak to you of our experiences and of our understandings and teach, learn in limited ways. However, we cannot speak in firm knowledge of all the creations meaning octaves. We know only that they are infinite. We assume an infinite number of octaves. However, it has been impressed upon us by our own teachers, glad they have teachers, that there is a mystery-clad unity of creation in which all consciousness periodically coalesces and again begins. This is the um, breath of Brahma, the uh, giant heartbeat, uh, contraction, dilation, or contraction, expansion, uh, exhalation, inhalation. Thus, we can only say we assume an infinite progression, though we understand it to be cyclical in nature, and as we have said, clad in mystery, meaning beyond conceptualization. Absolutely, uh, beyond sixth density in seven, really, um, naming activity is known as fruitless experience, you know, conceptually born experience is distortion itself. So if you want to know reality or to be reality or to cognize, uh, it's got to be free of conceptuality, which really means free of personal designated experience. How are you going to do that? Well, that's called mystery clad. And so there's an infinite progression that is cyclical infinite cyclicity, infinite cyclical progression, infinite octaves, infinite densities, or sub you know, a seven, a division of sevenfold octaves, sevenfold dimensions that are all, that are themselves infinitely subdivided in an infinite, um, uh, uh, infinite grouping or um, uh, assemblage of octaves. So that's really what infinity means. And it's mystery clad because it's absolutely transconceptual. Uh, words don't help. 2818 Don says thank you and then goes on when the major when this major galaxy is formed by the logos, polarity then exists then exists in a sense that we have electrical polarity, a gravitational effect that probably isn't polarity. I'm bop bop bop. We do have electrical polarity. Is it correct? So he's, you know, trying to figure these things out. Is there electrical polarity? Is there gravitational effect uh, when they're, you know, at the start of galactic manifestation? Like Milky Way galaxy, like 250 billion star systems coming from single central spiritual sun. Ross says, I accept this as correct. <laughs> Meaning that there's some kind of electrical polarity. And this is 1372. How one three one through the three becomes a seven, which manifests as a polarity of seven, or a dualism of seven, in a sense, meaning the polarity of light. Uh, that's the two one three seven two. 
Uh, I accept this is correct with the stipulation that what you term electrical, uh, something in brackets, be understood as not only the one, as not only as Larson, Dewey Larson stipulated its meaning, but also in what you'd call a metaphysical sense. So uh, Don is trying to confirm Larsonian Dewey Larson's physics uh, as pertains to Ra's understanding of cosmogenesis. Ra's saying, yeah, sure, we can say that Larsonian physics understanding electrical polarity intrinsic in the photon of light, in the galactic creation, in the octaves, is right. However, you'd also need to add that uh, polarity is intrinsic in a metaphysical sense, which really means regarding consciousness, not only regarding matter energy. There's matter energy that, that has a polarity. There's consciousness, too, that has polarity, and that's called the two paths, but that's finished at the level of higher self. So, in many ways, Ra is talking about the path, you know, for guidance to us, or past Ra's experience, is the experience of, you know, going from, I say, big cats in second density, Venus, up through uh, late sixth density, uh, knowing one, being one. But, and then talking about what's beyond that is not yet fully in their ken. They don't have full experience of seventh density in the next octave, but they do know that there's both metaphysical polarity and uh, essential uh, electrical polarity of light or energy matter. Both of them are, polar, are, are apparent duality or polarity in the manifestation of the seven uh, as seven dimensions in octaves. 2819, so Dewey Larson, Larsonian physics is good, but it, it's not complete. Don goes on, are you saying then that we not only have a polarity of electrical charge, but also a polarity in consciousness at that time? Meaning that there is a polarity in consciousness too. Yes, of course, Ross says this is correct. All is potentially available from the beginning of your physical space-time, meaning manifestation into form. All is potentially available from the beginning of your physical space-time, it then being the function of consciousness, complexes, sorry, consciousness complexes, to mean being, beings, to begin to use the physical materials to gain experience, to then polarize in a metaphysical sense. The potentials for this are not created by the experiencer, but by intelligent energy. This will have to be the last full question of the session, dot, 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 and so there were a couple of little questions after. This answer here is uh, an introduction, introductory explanation of the metaphysics or of the, the, the union of electrical polarity and metaphysical polarity, which was started in the last question, 2818. Uh, Ra's talking about, you, know, you see there are two ways to look at it. One is top-down, the other one's bottom-up. Top-down meaning the potentials for experience generated by galactic logos and then solar logos as setting by uh, the laws of light, the laws of light love, or intelligent energy, the ways of the octave, the ways of seven densities and their inter interaction, and the ways of evolution of consciousness complexes up through the densities. Those are set by galactic logos, solar logos, for each octave, for this octave, and then that's the top-down, and then you have the progression of beings, uh, which are consciousness complexes, like mind-body-spirit complex, which is an energy-consciousness complex, right? Mind-body-spirit complex is complex and complicated. It's composite and compounded and conditional. It arises and passes away and changes. Uh, and is composed of uh, conscious energy, or energetic consciousness, energy fields that are conscious, and evolve, apparently, in a linear way, apparently, in time and space, apparently, through seven densities. Although we're not living in a material universe, you are all dancing thoughts. So, it's an apparent display of uh, evolving light, apparently, 
a complex of energy consciousness, while actually it's all conceptual. It's the concept of light. The manifestation of the concept of light is the manifestation of creation, based on the concept of infinity, or the potential of infinity to experience other than itself, or its um, the far reaches of itself being an experience that it isn't itself, meaning I'm limited, I am not infinity. That is um, the basis of creation or the exploration of the concept of light. So the concept of infinity is explored by manifestation of the concept of light or light. Let there be light means let there be the let there be a manifestation of this concept called light, uh, which then um, has itself structured in the ways of light and the dimensions in the octaves by the logoi, galactic and solar mainly, uh, shaping the laws by love of light in the octaves. Then we have the evolving, apparently in time, apparently through higher densions, densities, of this apparent consciousness energy complex, or complexes, called beings, who think of themselves as separate from totality, which are not, but imagine themselves to be, because of distortion. And so, uh, the potentials, Ra saying, all is potentially available, from the beginning of a physical space-time, all is potentially available uh, from the beginning of a galactic expression. Uh, from our path back up, um, from the beginning of uh, materialization, or what appears to be material, Ross says you're not living in a material universe. It's not a material universe. It's our experience of the material universe. It's our conceptualization. We are living our conceptualization of creation and experience of self and change. We are living in our mind, or living mind. <laughs> what we experience is conceptualization of, uh, of apparent light, which is a concept. So, although essentially this is not a material universe, it's a, ma it's a manifestation of light and thought, um, we still experience physical physicality and uh, progression of uh, what appears to be time, space-time, time-space. Uh, meanwhile, um, the laws for that soul progression through the octave are set at the generation of the octave, while it's the function of consciousness complexes, which are beings, which are consciousness energy complexes, like mind, body, spirit, beingness, totality, complex, the seven-dimensional self, right? The evolving mind-body-spirit complex, us, we may say, and higher self, the beingness, and the seventh-dimensional self or identity, which is a totality complex or totality, teacher of higher self, those three raw set are like three points in a circle or three interlap inter you know overlapping circles but it's really one being with three foci focuses uh, that consciousness energy or energy consciousness complex the evolving unit through the densities mind body spirit beingness totality complex begins to use apparently physical materials Right? It, you, we use uh, what we call matter, which is what we think is a crystallization or, uh, of energy. Uh, we use that uh, to gain experience, to then polarize in a metaphysical sense, meaning go from three to four. So Ra's mixing up all sorts of different um, processes and start points, end points, and directions here. Top down, bottom up third density up, uh, we, yes, sure, use uh, the material, the, apparent, the appearance of what appears to be material in our life, like a body and the hands and uh, choices we make, to gain experience. Why? To polarize in a metaphysical sense. What's the purpose of experience? Huh? Why do you wake up in the morning? because we may gain what we call, what, what is perceived to be 
conceptualized to be experience, personal experience, that we may use somehow, ultimately, uh, to know thyself and to develop what we are, which is which requires uh, polarity, metaphysical polarity, polarization, which really means clear moral direction. What's your life about? Do you want to help yourself and others? Do you uh, not care about others? Do you value love and truth or not? What do you want? What are your values? What are your goals? That leads to metaphysical polarization. And again, that is a manifestation at the level of consciousness of the same polarization of light, which is the level which, which manifests as energy polarity. So there's yin-yang in um, physics, in metaphysics, and in physics. There is the yin-yang, or um, the two, the, the, the station of two, the experience of dualism, which is basically, you know, Heraclitus knew this. Heraclitus said, conflict is the mother of all. Meaning, it's the interplay of what, uh, the interplay of apparent opposites, the interplay of apparent polarity, that fuels evolution, that, that, that is the motor of, of, of the octaves evolution, of evolution or the um, shimmering of the octaves. You can say that there's change, you can say that there's no change. You can say that there's time and space, and you can say that that's an illusion. Yes. <laughs> yes to all. And that illusory uh, linear progression cyclicity uh, is manifest by the appearance of apparent polarity in both consciousness and energy, of both light and um, mind, whatever that is. Mind, of course, is just a form of light, too. But that's another. The resolution of energy and consciousness is done after higher self, my friends. So, uh, at higher self, above, there's the integration of the apparent duality of energy and consciousness. Uh, Ra is working on that. Uh, so, let's move along to the end of the session, 2820. Don goes, I'm assuming that the process of creation then, after the original creation of the major galaxy, is continued by the further individualization of consciousness of the Logos, uh, meaning, he's really meaning sub-Logoi solar, so that there are many, many portions of individualized consciousness, then creating further items, you might say, for experience all over the galaxy. Is it correct? Seems correct to me. Ross said, this is correct. For within the, shall we say, guidelines or ways of the Logos, meaning the galactic Logos, the sub-Logos, meaning the solar Logoi, may find various means of differentiating experiences without removing or adding to these ways. So laws or ways of the um, interplay of light forming seven-dimensional octaves. So we're talking about, you know, rotation or spin, or angular velocity, or interplay between the seven, the, the structure and interplay of the seven frequencies of light that form dimensions of octaves, and the octaves themselves, right? So there are many octaves, infinite octaves, and then there are seven major divisions of each octave, which are infinitely subdivided by seven each one. The ways of the interplay of light, or interplay between those various frequencies of light, within densities, between densities, uh, within a single octave, between multiple octaves, all of that is set uh, by, you know, before the manifestation of galactic logos. And it's all then refined by the manifestations and the activities of the solar logos, called sub-logos here. By those sub-logos, solar creators, uh, there, there appear various means of differentiating experiences without removing or adding to the ways, meaning uh, without interference to the laws that were set up for their own uh, by, the, by the galactic level. So there's the galactic logos and the solar sub-logos, 
you can say they work together. You can say that one the solar came out of the galactic. You can say that they're not exactly different either. They're sort of variation. The, the solar are variations on the galactic, without interfering with the laws um, that gave birth to the solar. So there are certain laws from the galactic that give birth to the solar. The solar then further individuates or in, uh, differentiates by the laws of the interplay of light in those octave in their octaves, uh, which are you know variations on the laws you know that that are working from the structure that the galactic provided. So anyway, it's you know detailed and detailed and detailed. And uh, that's the last formal question of session 28. Don just asks 2821 again, is there anything we can do to make the instrument more comfortable or help the contact? Ross said the instrument is well adjusted. You're conscientious and, uh, and uh, gives a benediction or closing. Says, I am Ra. I leave you, my friends, in the love and the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth then, rejoicing in the power and the peace of the one creator, Adonai. Adonai. And so uh, that's session 28. And again, you know, we can go high and deep with specificity, but, you know, there's a limit to usefulness. Gautama said, you know, uh, long speculation on cosmology, cosmic creation, cosmogenesis, and all that, is one of the um, indeterminates or the inconceivables, one topic that is really not worthy of extended speculation, because you just don't know till you get there. Like Ra, it's mystery clad, and better to get yourself to the position of um, a realization and awakening then we'll know much more than we do now. Imponderable. Yes, we can call it imponderables. That was the word. Thank you. So, imponderables, uh, but, you know, it's useful to look at it and um, consider it. It's good mental training. And it does, and it does you know, answer a lot of questions, right? Like, it's, it's we don't have to go, you see, um, measured consideration is wise. Um, excessive, uh, obsessive <laughs> speculation is unwise. So, difference of degree is a difference of kind. Uh, a moderate degree of effort is wise. Uh, an extreme amount of effort, in this case, to consider the imponderable of cosmology is unwise. Fine. But, you know, do your own thing. Next time, session 29... Uh, we will explore uh, more about astronomy. This doesn't end so quickly. And more about cosmology. This is Don really likes this stuff. And more about physics. Well, there you go. So, cosmology, physics, astronomy, more is going to be presented in the first half, mainly, of session 29. Then something about crystals and the positive path and higher densities. Uh, it's a long session, 29 and uh, 34 questions. We'll see if we can get through it in two classes or three. Uh, but uh, we will go further into cosmology, whether you like it or not. So uh, <laughs> bear with us, and um, it's good. It's you know, it's good training for me. So I, I I benefit from it, but I'll be happy to get out of it. Okay, it's the same. You know, the set you see, uh, there are seven uh, tones or notes in the musical scale, and there are seven frequencies or colors of light in the visible spectrum. Seven frequencies of light, seven uh, vibrations or tones of sound, light and sound, eyes and ears, fourth chakra, fifth chakra, right? Love and wisdom. So... Uh, I and I hear wisdom. Uh, the vibration of sound is of wisdom. The uh, frequencies of light are of love. When love and wisdom are one, 
in late six density, higher self, Atman, then we um, we can see sound and we can hear light. Then there's the unification of seeing and hearing, love and wisdom, fourth chakra, fifth chakra, the blue-green center, one, true mind, as Ra indicated or suggested. Uh, that, the, the, the sevenfold nature of light or energy, you know, visual, visible light, and the sevenfold nature of sound is the is a example is a, is a microcosmic manifestation a manifestation in microcosm of the seven dimensional scheme of the octave and so it's true the seven densities have each one has a color and each one has a sound hindu uh, chakra theory understands that very well so uh, and and that seven, um, interestingly, again, is perceived by eye and ear, by love and wisdom, by transpersonal mind, the two qualities of transpersonal mind, which are uh, systole and diastole, or exhale, inhale, the eyes and the ears. The eyes are uh, yin and the ears are yang, you can say. The eye is receptive and the ear is uh transmissive the ear does the ear talk no but um the e wisdom raw said fifth chakra is the first one that's incoming and outgoing meaning by wisdom we can learn and we can speak by hearing we can hear and consider and that leads to speaking while by the eye all we can do is either open or close see or not see of course, you can see more clearly or not. It's the qual, you know. There are there are de degrees of reception of eye and ear, but the eye is either on or off. The ear is always open. See, the ears don't close unless you got wax in your ears. So uh, the eye opens and closes because we can choose to love or go on the negative path. The ear never closes because wisdom is always used regardless of polarity. It's one of the primary rays, one, three, five. And uh, there's a negative use of wisdom and a positive use of wisdom. The ears are always open. In and actually, sound is a higher vibra higher manifestation of light. But uh, light and sound are really two sides of the same. Uh, the sound light nature of energy. How's that? Yeah, I, I've I've contemplated these things a little bit. Obviously, for sure, as you as you uh, you know sense uh, the seven tones of music and the seven colors of light are two octaves, two examples of octave in a in a so-called apparently seven-dimensional octave that we live in. And um, it's no accident that they're accessed by eye and ear, and those relate to fourth and fifth chakra. And that's a dualistic uh, organ of perception. The mind, um, you know, sub-six chakra, sub-six density, uh, mind, fourth and fifth chakra, essentially, the blue-green center, true mind, heart mind, uh, has dual perception, is a dual perceiving uh, organ, mind, perceiving uh, by eye and ear perceiving by reception and transmission or reception and reception transmission this is another little secret esoteric secret fifth chakra um fifth chakra is distinct from fourth chakra yeah sure higher chakras are higher than lower sure however uh, the higher chakras are cumulative to the lower chakras also meaning when I say fourth chakra activation, I mean one, two, three, four. When I say fifth chakra activation, I mean one, two, three, four, five. Fifth chakra includes fourth. Fourth chakra includes one through three at some level. A full activation of the higher center uh, by necessity includes activation and access and usage of the lower centers too. So fourth chakra is one, two, three, four. And fifth chakra is not fifth chakra only, it's one, two, three, four, five. This is related to the law of squares, but it's um, 
very esoteric and related to how the seven is an eight and the eight is one and uh, strange things like that. So when we say fourth chakra being receptive, fifth chakra being the first one that's receptive and transmissive, Ra said, meaning you can receive love, but you can receive and send wisdom by mouth, by mind, or by intellect, thought. Uh, this is a, a example of how the, the fifth chakra, higher chakras, are inclusive of the activations of lower chakras in, in, a, in a certain way. So fifth chakra is uh, receptive and transmissive because it includes the receptive of fourth chakra. And fourth chakra is receptive, uh, in, which includes the activations of one, two, three. Not that lower chakras, you know, may not be blocked with a higher chakra open, that's imbalanced development. But in a certain sense, the seven um, are not like string, not like pearls on a string. Um, each one of them, um, each one of them is, is a, a manifestation within which is nested all the previous ones. And that's how it is that our seven, our octave is uh, a sevenfold manifestation of the first plane of the next octave. But I really think that these things are so. And um, it's interesting, you know, that's why Ra says mystery clad, because um, at some point the mind says, oh my God, I can't keep going. Or, you know, wow, 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 it keeps subdividing and it's all holographic and it's all one and it's all perfectly linked together or perfectly joined but it's really not parts either so yeah Ra's words about the um, uniqueness of this logos uh, I'm not sure if the word was illumination or brightness or strength or vividness and uh, the exact words would be more helpful uh, vivid Strong, sure, you can say uh, bright, uh, but certainly vivid and strong. Uh, you're absolutely right that um, the intensity of disharmony is the result of the intensity of harmony. The intensity of harmony is the result or, or is, a, is a way of describing the intensity of strength or vividness of this Logos. This is a particularly vivid or strong logos, we may say, manifesting as uh, bright, manifesting which could be called um, strong or harmonious. That is absolutely um, because of the intensity of disharmony being allowed or taking place within this solar system. Uh, opposable thumbs would be the would be a yeah. It could be that that would be a cause of uh, opposable thumbs being uh, one of the the law one of the um, you know genetic plans uh, for uh, 3d form on this planet yes however we have to be clear that we're talking about a galactic logos and a solar logos and when raw said your logos uh, it means the solar and galactic logos as one being. And that doesn't necessarily have to translate into opposable thumbs in every single solar system octave of the Milky Way galaxy, obviously. You have to be very, uh, very, uh, dis very finely discerning here. The, the vivid, the high vivid, vivid, vividity, vividity, <laughs> right? The high vividity and intensity and strength of our quote our logos pertains to the solar logos uh, and i have to assume the galactic logos too the solar logos being the child of the galactic um but not quite separate from it that need not uh, need not manifest as opposable thumbs as uh, the basis of third density form in every solar system in the octave of course the cause of the vividity or strength or intensity 
of the Logos, Solar Galactic, is the result of its own evolution, obviously, which uh, takes place prior to this galaxy, or simply um, this emanation from intelligent infinity into this, galac this Milky Way galaxy, Galactic Logos, and this Solar Logos, uh, you know, Sol, S-O-L, uh, son of this solar system. It's all more than we can perceive. <laughs> all of this is more than we can perceive. That's why it's called an imponderable. Well, that's the thing, is that conception doesn't work after sixth density. That's why Ra called it mystery clad. What's the basis of the vividity and intensity of this particular galactic solar, galactic slash solar logos? It's uh, the result of its path of evolution. What the hell is the path of the evolution of a galactic logos when we're only here in 3D space-time? What the hell can we say about that? None of us can. It can't, it's yeah. transconceptual. It cannot be conceived. Well, well why is, uh, you know, its vividity and intensity is a result or consequence of causes. The causes, obviously, would be what led to it being this way. What led to it being this way would be its own evolution or the way it was created from intelligent infinity. That's why it was classed as cosmogenesis, cosmology was classed as an imponderable. But if you want to understand why the galactic slash solar logos in play here for us is called highly vivid or intense or strong by Ra, it's because of its the way it was created and or its own evolution before the galactic manifestation. Okay? Now, based on the current, you know, its vividity and intensity and strength, as you're surmising, that absolutely is related to why the opposable thumb was chosen as, a, you know, a carryover or a development, from, not carryover, but really a development from second to third density physical morphology form. No doubt. And no doubt. Uh, that's why in this particular solar system uh, we've had so much conflict and destruction because this Logos, being so strong, um, can handle it and would like uh, to explore um, an intense interplay uh, of apparent polarity. Well, I think that the, the intelligent infinity, the one infinite creator, is an experienced junkie himself. And, um, I mean, the purpose of creation is to get off on uh, apparent uh, diversity or apparent, uh, you know, infinite uh, manifestation. So uh, it's the exploration of infinity uh, in uh, an infinity of finite appearances that appear to be evolving in what appears to be linear time-space, uh, while it's just a shimmering tapestry. And the shimmering is the appearance of uh, apparent change in apparent linear time-space. But you're absolutely right that the intensity of this Logos, galactic and solar, is the basis for um, the uh, play of polarity being so intense in the solar system, which has destroyed one planet and blew off another's atmosphere and blew off many continents in this, you know, in this world too. Maldak Mars to Earth, uh, Orion being allowed here, and the repeaters. The repeaters, you know, Orion shows an intensity of disharmony. The repeaters show an intensity of ignorance, an intensity of um, rejection of uh, self. Rejection of seeking is a rejection of self in time and space. Not essentially, but in manifestation, in apparent time and space. So yeah, that's all related to the intensity, vividity of this galactic solar logos. For sure. And uh, the higher levels of, of comprehension are trans-conceptual, uh, post-conceptual, non-conceptual, a-conceptual, unavailable to comprehension by conception. Because we're talking about the source of sound and light. 
the source of apparent vibration that appears as apparent light uh, distinct from apparent sound. <laughs> okay? It's not even that actually light and sound are two aspects of, of vibration. It's light and sound are two forms of perception of the original intelligent energy by deluded mind. <laughs> Gautama said, even consciousness is born of ignorance. So we have consciousness of the perceptions of sound and light. Those are two means uh, by which uh, this mind, pre-enlightenment, uh, with its consciousness, uh, uh, comprehends phenomena. Those are, that's a dualist, that's the result of ignorance. And so it's not even that sound and light are intrinsic to energy or vibration of the seven dimensions or intelligent energy. These are means of perception. These are appearances by perception, perception that's dualistic. They're the, the, that's the manifestation of dualistic consciousness. When consciousness resolves to unified awareness, um, there is the unification of apparent light and apparent sound. Then intelligent infinity is seen as the source of light and sound, or the source of mind, the source of consciousness. So thank you very much for being here today. I appreciate it a lot. And see you next time. Okay. Good night.